So Rhyme Tov, we continue in the Sefer Nefesh Shimshon. We're on page Tov Mem Gimel. We now are going to discuss the Kedusha de Sidra. And what is that? That is part of the structure of prayer. Remember, we said a tzaddik has the Rashi Tevis tzaddik. It's 90 for 90 amens, Dalid for four Kedushas. Yud is for the 10 Kadishim and Kuf is for the 100 Brachas. So Kedusha de Sidra, that is one of the four Kedushos, it literally means of the Kedusha of the order, and um, <clears throat> that's the one we say in Uvalitzion Goel, towards the end of Davning, we're going to focus on that one. It's one of the four that we say, we say three in the Shacharis and one by Mincha. Gemara tells us, Rabbi Yochanan says, Halvai, a person can daven all day long. But a person is not able to daven all day long. Hashem created a person that needs to eat, he needs to take care of his body, he needs to have parnasa. Angels, they can stand on one foot all day praying to Hashem, but we can only be malachim for a few minutes during the day. And therefore we have to take what we get out of those few minutes of being like malachim and bringing it into our life. And therefore, as we understood from the in the beginning of the Sefer, we'd say, that first we have to make an ascent all the way from outside of the base of Migdash till the Kachi Kadashim. We have to leave our world and go step by step by step until we're standing right before Hashem. And a person has to grab and comprehend what he can when he stands before Hashem. When he is in his own Kachi Kadashim, he gets a tremendous flow of Kedusha. And after that, okay, after he stays in the palace of the king, right? Then comes the very difficult process is to take everything that you acquired and begin to descend step after step and bring all of that that you comprehended into your daily life and to live with it. Now, the prayer of the Shemon Esrei, we said, is standing before Hashem like you're in the Pesach, in the Holies of Holies. And our goal is to take that flow of holiness that we received in those few minutes, all that closeness and feelings of closeness we received, and to bring it into our daily life. And therefore, the rabbis instituted after the Amida. It's not like I'm finished and now we go back to work. But then just it went step after step going up to that highest level. You got to go down step after step after step in order not to lose what you received already explained how everything parallels. We said there's four steps till we reach the top, and then there's, from the top down, it's four steps. So we said we start with the Birchas HaShachar. We start with the Korbanot, and that's like being on the Temple Mount. Then we go to Pesukah Nizirma, that's like being in the courtyard of the Temple. Then the blessings of the Kriyashma, that's like being in a sanctuary. And then finally, Amida, that's like being in the holies of holies. So now there's going to be the same steps to leave. And the, the first step now, Tachanun, is, is an adjunct to the Amida. It's like part of the Amida. It's like the close of the Amida. But then when we leave that, then we go to Ashrei Uvalotzion, and that's called the Kedusha de Sidra. The Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. That parallels, just like you came up to get into the sanctuary, and now the Amida, you're Mamish in the Holies of Holies. Now you're going back into the sanctuary that parallels the breathings of the Shema when you came up. 
after that, we have the psalm of the day that parallels the courtyard, that parallels the psukkah de zimmer when we're going up. And then svardim, what do you do after aleinu? You say the ketores, ashkazim don't, and that parallels the karbonos that we had in the base hamikdash, the and that was uh, the avoda over there in the Zara. So just like before you enter the king's palace, you have to sanctify yourself and elevate yourself. And we have to cry out before we got to the Amida, Kadosh, 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 to sanctify God's name and to do that in a holy way, uh, even in uh, when we're getting closer to Hashem. And then in the Amida, we got to the top of that. So when we're leaving Akadosh Kadoshim from the king, okay, and we're already said the Kedusha, so now we have to say it as we're now descending and before we approach the Azara. So it comes out we're saying three Kedushas and Chakras. The main one is during the repetition of the Amida. That's the main, as we explained yesterday. And we're in the situation where we're standing before the king. Before the Amida and after the Amida, we also say Kadosh, Kadosh. And we're defining that every situation of the Shmon Esrei is beyond our understanding because it's Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. But these two Kedushas, the one before and after the Amida, it's only a little bit of Kedusha comparable to the one that we say during the repetition, which is the Iker Kedusha. So the main Kedusha we discussed yesterday, that's in the repetition. That's why we repeat it for that purpose. But before the pre-Amida and the post-Amida, this also has relevance to us. And therefore, we have to understand there's fundamental differences between the Kedushia, say, in the Brachas of the Shema and the Kedushia, we say, by Asher Evolutzio. Because we say in the Brachas of Kriya in that Brach of Yotzeor, we say, Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. And we, that, we all say, Baruch Kavod Hashem Im Kamol. But we don't say, Imloch Hashem Leolom. We don't say that in the brachas of the Shema. Okay? But by the Kedusha de Sidra, when we're going back down, we say all three parts. We say, Imloch Hashem Leolom as well. Did you notice that? So that's interesting. And we explained yesterday by the regular Kedusha, the main Kedusha the goal is Yimloch to to coronate Hashem, King of the Heavens and the world below so it seems that the Kedusha coming up in the Amida, in the Shema area, where we don't say Yimloch it seems we're missing the most important part of the Kedusha so what's the reason from that? Because the truth of the matter is that Pasuk of Yimloch Hashem Leolam Elokayat Zion Lador Vodor that Hashem, you're going to reign everywhere. The true understanding, you know, we cannot appreciate in this world. And even the Malachim can't understand that. Because they really say, leave your glory up in the heavens. They can't understand that there's a great Kedusha that's in this low world over here. But when we're standing before Hashem in the Amida, we're mamish in the world of just Hashem, and we're beyond everything. We're in the world of Einod Novado. 
then we can even go and say, Yimloch Hashem. And once we've experienced that, then even when we leave, we still have that feeling that we just said a few minutes before, we can still say Yimloch Hashem. But when you're by the Shema area, we have not yet come into the inner sanctum, we haven't reached that ability to say the Yimloch. We haven't gotten there yet. And from yesterday, already forgot the impact. So we're not at that high place. And of course, there's a big difference when we say Yimloch by the Shmona Esrei, where we focus on the idea of Elokayich Tzion, Yimloch Hashem Elokayich Tzion, the God of Zion, which is a little bit different to the Kedusha, the Sidra. We don't say all that. We only say Yimloch Leolam Vokeh. Just show you in the sitter over here that difference. If you look by the bold on page 150, so I say Kadosh, 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 the whole line. We say Baruch Kavod Hashem in Komo, but now we don't say Yimloch Hashem Leolam Alokayich Tzion Lador Vador Halalukah, just Hashem Yimloch Leolam Vored. So it's also a little bit different. Well, the one in the by the Shema, we don't say any of the Yimlochs. Okay, so very interesting. Why is that the difference over here? Because in this world, we have no comprehension at all of the realm, the true realm of Hashem, as it will be when the future comes, only by the Chazor Sashats in the Shmoneser, when the congregation is together and we have the Shekhinah dwelling with us, so we all stand before the king and then we can understand a little bit and to say that prayer of But after the Amida, it's we already lost a little bit. So only can say Hashem but not down over here. Okay. Now, the question is, how special is this Kedusha, this third and final Kedusha? How special is this? You know, even people have to leave early from shul, and of course, you're going to at least hear the Kedusha during the repetition, but you really should stay for that last Kedusha, too. It's very valuable. And let's, let's hear what the Gemara in Sota says. From the day that the Beis Hamidish was destroyed, what does the world... Um, rely on to, to, that it's a steady on this third Kedusha. This third Kedusha, the world stands on that. And that's what the Shulchan Aruch Paskins, we have to be very careful to say this last Kedusha with Kavona. Because the whole world stands on it, on that last Kedusha. It's so precious. And the reason is because before the Amida, we're ascending up for that condition. By the Shmoness, we're already standing before the king. But what happens when you're not standing before the king? What did we take from that experience with the king? The main thing is not to be in the heavens and be in the country. That's not the main thing. That's not where Hashem wants us to live our lives. Yes, you take a visit, you get inspired. But the main goal of the Kedusha is to sanctify us when we're living in the real world to prove the faith of the Jewish people that everything is by the word of Hashem 
And therefore, the Kedusha that we take with us from the Kotche Kedusha that escorts us through the entire day, that's the most important because that brings us to the main goal. Is that halavai a person would daven all day? What does that mean to feel close to Hashem all day? When we're saying kadosh, kadosh, kadosh in the Amida, the repetition, we lift our bodies as we're saying kadosh. Remember, we're lifting ourselves up. And at that time, you know, certainly at that time when you're saying kadosh, kadosh, you're not taking a newspaper with you in the repetition. I hope not. Not the news, not the Lashonar, not even a Gemara shouldn't be in your hands during that time. Okay? That has nothing to do with life right now. Kadosh means to leave everything behind, below. And if you can't do that, then you're lying to yourself. Then you can't say the next words, Baruch Kavod Hashem Im and you certainly can't say in low. But now when we're leaving and we're trying to illuminate the whole world below, we're trying to elevate it. So we say, we say, I find myself next to you in holiness, but not only when I'm learning Torah at specific times, but Kadosh, 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 I'm going to break the Kedusha into all areas of life. Kedush in every situation, in the kitchen, when I'm on the road. After we've been so elevated, we can continue to say, Baruch Kevod Hashem Im Kamo. And this is the beauty of this Kedusha, is to bring that expression into regular, everyday life. So it's not possible for us to finish the Amida in the Shvan with the repetition, and go right back into regular life. That's too much of a jump. There's got to be some, uh, what do you call it, a remnant, some that stays over, a mark. When we leave the shul, you have to have that imprint of the Kedusha, and that's during the third Kedusha that we say. And really, where is the place where it's possible that your Kedusha that you've taken back can impact on your actions. It's when you're learning Torah down in this world. We know the Nefesh Chaim says that the reality of Torah is the essence of Hashem and the word of Hashem. It's what Hashem has to say about this world. The goal of all mitzvahs is to understand the bond we have with Hashem. But that's true. But the Torah is, is the word of Hashem. And therefore, when you're learning Torah, there's special halachas. And one of them is, we know that words of Torah can never receive Tumah. And that's what the Zohar says. When Hashem passed through Egypt, when no malachim were there when he was killing the firstborn. Why? The Tumah is so strong in Egypt, even the malachim would be affected by it. Only Hashem doesn't get any Tumah, as it were. He can pass through Mitzrayim and therefore the Torah itself does not become Tomei. Because the holiness comes from a place where the Tumah can't touch it all. So in our generation, says Rapinkas, we understand very well when it says in the Slichos, we have nothing left but the Torah itself. In Canada, there's no holiness except for the Torah. 
Canada is a place of filth and tumma. Nothing can exist without being scorched and destroyed except for Torah. Maybe in Eretz Yisrael it's a little bit better because Eretz Yisrael has a lot of Kedusha. It's the palace of the king. But still, where you get to a place where there's much more Tumah, the only thing that you can keep your hold on and to keep holding on to you is the Torah. Because the Torah is Hashem, so to speak. No Tumah touches Hashem. Kadosh, 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 Hashem, and the Torah, which is like Hashem, breaks through everything. How are we possible to do tshuva nowadays? How are we idly get through the 49 levels of Tumah? Only with Torah, because that has the ability to penetrate into the depths of a person. And the uh, it's an it's a explicit Mishnah in the Sechus Saita. It says a number of things. It says, when this rabbi died, this certain thing stopped. When this rabbi died, certain things stopped. When Rebbe died, humility stopped. Fear of sin stopped. So when they said Migdash was destroyed, the people who were the scholars were, were shamed. And the free people are, uh, are, their heads are down, so to speak. And nobody is seeking out. Nobody's looking for Hashem. When the great Tanoim died and the base was destroyed, everything was knocked off. Everything was destroyed. What was left? Gmornel says at the end, we lost everything. What can we rely on? Only on our Father in heaven. And what's left? Hashem is what's left. Even if everything dies and is gone, we still have the Torah. The Torah is the only power that can unify the heavens and earths. And everybody can learn Torah. There's nothing like a daf of Gomorrah like we see today. Daf of Gomorrah, we see tens of thousands of people today are making a seal on Masechus Babakama. We're learning Daf Yomi. And therefore today, someone who does not learn Torah cannot hold his Jewish place. The greatest tool, right, that's the Torah, has all the virtues of holiness and the whole world is filled with his glory. It only can penetrate into the world and through the Tumen and all these things. What keeps us? Only the Torah is able to keep us. Okay, so that's the idea of when we're coming down, we want to bring that Kedusha into the world with us. But there's a great danger that comes Dafka because of the virtues of Torah. Because, you know, the, the times when we had the Enlightenment, and there were very smart Jews who knew a lot of Talmud, but they also went off the derech. And you have, you have Reformed Jews who were brilliant. They used to be Yeshiva Bachram. They would write Torah Navalei on Shabbos. Because it was so gishmak. It had so much greatness. Hashem is in there. And, and even the secular Jew can feel that. But he doesn't understand how to hold on to the Kiddusha. That doesn't work. But even when you're learning Torah, sometimes it can be abused. It's such a virtue. So therefore, there's no way without Torah for a person to understand the spiritual truths that exist. And therefore, a person has to take the heart that when he's davening, and the whole concept is holiness, especially people who study Torah, 
They have to really work on this Kedusha. When we say Kadosh, Kadosh, and all those words, because it's possible you can learn pages of Gemara and still lack the Kedusha. Still lack that connection, still not to bring it into the world. You could be learning all day long and then a case happens in your life and you don't apply what you learned. Is it, you start thinking, well, maybe I should do this. I say, what do you mean? There's a Gemara that says, you just learned the Gemara. Why aren't you applying what, we think the Gemara is great and leave it in the base mandrash. You got to take it right into your life. And a lot of people from uh, Yeshiva Bachim can forget this idea. You know, how can a guy be learning in the Yeshiva and then go home and read a newspaper? Because the Torah can make you very smart. There's nothing greater than that. But you got to be careful. When you go into learn Torah, you got to be careful. What's the end goal? The end goal is Kadosh, Baruch, and Imloch. And without Torah, you know, you have nothing. But you got to remember, even with the Torah, you got to apply it in the right way. And there's nothing that bonds the heavens and the earth like the Torah. It has such a power. But you got to be careful. It's so powerful. You get so caught up in learning, you can forget that Hashem gave it to you. So you got to say Kedusha three times. Got to remember, it's all for Hashem. It's to spread Hashem throughout the world. That's why I'm studying Torah. And that's why if I want to be exempt from army service, it's not just I learn a little Gemara and that's going to be the end. No, you got to take that Torah and bring it into the life and to bring Kedusha into Eretz Yisroel. And that is the importance of that Kedusha. We now are left with Olenu. That's it. That's the last segment. And it's short. But I'm, let's see if we can finish it in these 10 minutes and then you get tomorrow off. The Olenu is a very powerful prayer. Yoshua ben Nun authored the first paragraph. And Ochan, the guy who stole from the booty in Yericho, authored the second paragraph. The Chida adds, after the destruction of Beis Hamikdash, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai said we should say it every day. That's when it was instituted. To say it every day. The Mephorshim tells how amazing that prayer is. When we say that prayer, Hashem and all the Malachim are listening to prayer. Hashem gets so much Hanoah from that prayer of Aleinu. The Chida says you have to say it with Kavana and your head should be wrapped with your talus then. Because there's no prayer that praises Hashem like that. It's top of all the prayers. And one of the rabbis says, interestingly, he was wondering, the Gaonim wonder, how is it possible to say this prayer in Chutzlaretz? Because such a prayer should only be said when you're close to Hashem. Okay. So even though we do it, but you can see how great a prayer it is. There must be something very deep in there. And that's something you can't get in all places. So what is so spectacular about this? What's the main reason we say Aleinu? Is to protect our prayer. They give an example. A person just got permission from the king to go into his treasure house. He can take whatever he wants. He fills up, he takes out tons of jewelry and gold and silver, and this and that. He's ready to go out. But he's afraid. People must be going out with gold. So they're going to rob me. So what does he do? He puts a little cover over himself. So nobody knows what he came out. Oh, he does an atifa. A Jew now has davened Shvon 
Do we understand what we've built up by the time we finish the Shemona Esrei? Now there's afraid, we're afraid that when we leave, the negative forces are going to be jealous and are going to steal what we got from Hashem. We got from Hashem for wealth. We're going to walk out with, well, it's going to be stolen for us. So we say Aleinu to protect us. It's like a wall. But there's two questions on this analogy. How is it possible to steal something that Hashem gave us? Hashem has a rule. No one will ever take away something that's destined for you. And if Hashem just gave it to you, how can anybody take it away? And if it's possible someone can steal it, so what is it going to help to say Aleinu? So we've said many times that prayer has two main purposes. Number one is that we'd like our requests fulfilled. Health, bracha, hatzlocha, that's one thing. The other one is much more important, and that's the closeness of Hashem that we felt while we were in His place. We mamish got a chance to sit close to Hashem. That's the main game, the main thing. Now, when you are got that, and you're finished, and you're going to leave, the sitra'acha, the forces of the opposite, they try to put into your head all kinds of silliness to confuse you, to confuse your mind, to distract you from what happened to you. You just met Hashem, and He wants to distract you. And they're able to, so to speak, steal away what you accomplished during the prayers. You felt that closeness to Hashem. You got it. You feel the closeness? And then as soon as you leave, oh, there's a million things I got to worry about. You forget all about the closeness. And that's what the force will want to steal from you. The impact of the closeness. That's the main thing. And that's what Elenu comes to say. We say, they bow down to foolish emptiness. And we bow down to the king of all kings. There's no one else. So what are we saying when we say that? That all the foolishness of the world is garbage. It's nothing. My job, all these things, I don't take it too serious. Ain't old Milano. And that's how you build a wall between us and the foolishness of the world. And therefore they can't confuse us. And that's what we're talking about. We cover ourselves up. We said that the whole power of the eight Sahara is the power of imagination. Really, there's nothing there. Hashem allowed them to try to fool us and to make it seem there's really things going on, such as you're the one who makes the money, not Hashem. And I should be spending more time with foolishness and not learning Torah, all these things. They try to fool you with all these things. You did it, you can do this, and all these things. So what do you have to do before you're going to be confronted? I want to tell you, the whole world is crazy. Finished. They're all bowing down to vanities of vanities, to things that have no reality. How would I be so stupid to fall into that? Because you're the only one. Ain't old Movado. That is, and that's so we symbolically wrap ourselves in the talus to create a barrier between us and the world. They won't see what we've taken out. They won't take it away from us. And therefore, this prayer of Elenu takes away the prosecution against us. Right? They want to take his money. They want to do all these things. So what do they do? What does a person do? Let's say a robber wants to come to you and steal your money. What do you do? You put up a wall. Put up a big wall. Don't let him steal from you. Right? That, again, you see the marshal. Hashem is making life 
America is not building a wall. What happens if you don't build a wall? All kinds of terrorists get in. If you just would build a wall, they to worry about. What's the message? The message is we need to build a wall. So the terrorizing thoughts don't come into our mind. You have to build a wall. So we have to make a wall. And when you have a wall, two things happen. Number one, the bad guys can't get in. And number two, they don't disturb you with Hashem being close to him. And that's why there's such a great praise. The rabbi is saying, Elenu is the greatest praise in the world. It's higher than anything else. Because it creates a tremendous love between us and Hashem. When we say, Ain, oh, there's nothing else. right? And we're inside the barrier. And we're close to Hashem. And the bad guys are on the other side. And that is the wall we create. So think when you make saying Elenu, you are successful in building the wall. And we're not letting illegal thoughts come into our minds. As you see what's going on in the world, illegal people are coming in and, they're, and they get th- caught and they get out of jail and they go and kill people. So we have to do the same. We have to really build a real wall. If you have a real wall, nothing gets in. Not catch and release. Oh, I caught this bad idea, but now I release it. It, ch- it can't get in. You put your talus over your head, Elenu l'shabeach. Hashem, I just confronted with you. And now I'm going to be coming to all kinds of cuckoo crazy things that I should have no business with. And that's how you leave and that's how you start off your day. Okay, tomorrow we'll have off. Friday, so see one person comes. Next Monday, we'll start the Megillah. So you can bring a Chumash, whatever. And Anil is only prayer, I mean, except Shimona is prayer, it's all three times, right? Every time. Every time, all three times.